There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your host and referee Mike, as always, joined by Jay and Ethan on our vacation round, which is technically it's called uh, Super, no, no, Great Anime Showdown? Gas? Good Anime yes. Showdown? No, no, great Anime Spotlight. Great oh, yeah, that's spotlight. it. Great Anime Spotlight. Gas. That might be we it. got it. Gas, 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 baby. That's right. Uh, it's, where we, it's where we slowly ramp up to some of the best anime we've ever seen uh, while we start off with a, with a slowly building start of anime we hoped were good or remember maybe being slightly good. And, uh, and we just talk about them and talk about what makes them good and sets them apart from the crap that we have to walk through every other season. And, and uh, you're sure we're doing that this week? Right. Well, I mean, Very last sure. week uh, was Bacchano, so yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that I could I have know. watched uh, Hitler's speech and just been happier than watching Bacchano again. So uh, this week we're going to take a look at something that I enjoyed a lot more as a kid, uh, which was called uh, Jormungand, uh, just season mm -hmm. one. Um, and Jormungand, uh, did anybody watch past season one? You didn't have to, but I, I, I seriously considered it. I will say okay. that. All right, I'll take it. Cool. Then I, you know, I mean, are you gonna after this, or do you want me to just spoil? Did you do you find out? I mean, I I watched it, but I legitimately I've find been reading out up what? on season two what Jormungand is because now I've read into season oh, two again. Big old um, snake. Well, no, I know. Yes. What, no, well, well Jormungand is. No, I, I played the new God of War. It's a snake. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, it's just the it's snake. it's a really hard <laughs> boss fight. I think is stuff. what that is. Okay. It's an aircraft. <laughs> I I just assumed it's, it was a missile from the opening. I think it's opener. Yeah, it's sort of. So what it, what never it essentially do that. is, um, spoiler, yeah. So when you get to season two, that's when you get to that scene in the last three episodes, and that's what mm -hmm. I was reading up on, so kind of forgot the ending of season one. Um, right. And so basically what it is is it's a giant uh, missile that flies into space and like basically cuts off the world from anything and somehow is supposed to be like the end of all wars. Uh, but Jonah gets real mad at that because it's a, basically a giant EMP pulse that'll just dislodge all aircraft from the sky so anybody flying just dies. Um, but you know, you know the cost of some lies to save many kind of deal. Uh, uh, and then whatever. You guys like how this? would it? How would it? Well, I didn't know anything about this. This is second season shit. All yeah, I yeah, know yeah. is that season one was kind of okay. Yeah, and that's what I think now. Looking back, I think I liked it more when I was younger because. I didn't care as much about anime and the actual like thought that went into it, but mm -hmm. rewatching it, I wasn't like mad about it. You know? No, like, I, I could have picked a way worse anime. For oh, me oh, god, yes. When I was, when I was younger, so. and, and at the end of the day, it takes its characters seriously for the most part. It, it, it's still a character-driven narrative. It doesn't bite off more than it can chew. It, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it, despite the fact that it has what like seven, eight main cast members. It knows how to give them their spotlights and give them their yeah. little quirks and give them their little character moments. And nobody feels like an inhuman weirdo except sometimes, but then everyone yeah. does sometimes. And, yep. you know, like I'm fine chalking that up to just uh, anime. But yeah, I, it was fine. I think it did exactly what it wanted to do. I think the only really sad part about this is that I think this would be considered a high end production. I don't yeah, think probably. they got their money's worth, probably. But if this no, was definitely. what if this was what every anime was like, 
it would be great. It would be great. I would watch every anime that came out if this was if this was what they were all like. Yeah, and I'll play spoiler good. because I absolutely would not watch any more of this, and I wish I hadn't watched as much as I did. Hmm. Okay, I was right. very okay. bored. Ethan. Okay, thank you, producer. Yeah. <laughs> I I can see why boredom was a factor. Uh, it definitely. I wasn't offended. I was just bored. So well, yeah. So goddamn bored. I, it really tries to ride on its action scenes, which yeah. Again, sure. like going back to when we were talking about cyberpunk, this is the kind of like action cinematography I miss because it's not all shaky cam, stretch frame, fair. smear frame. Like I can tell what's fucking going on. That feels yeah. nice. But That's other true. than that, I agree with that. Now, did you guys did yeah, you guys watch not it special. dub or sub? I watched I a dumb. little bit of dub. And I went to sub because it's a little bit too old and the dub yeah. was just not too great. Yeah, it, it kind of felt off. Like, I, I, you know, as a kid, I still didn't like it. I'm not even a kid, as a teenager. But, you know, like yeah. 10 years ago, whenever this first came out and I watched it, there were some voices that irked me is then it, that still irked me Is it me that now. new? Uh, is it 2010? I thought it was older than that. I thought no, it was I like... 2006 nope. or 7 2012 10 years exactly wow that's yeah. that's not as old as i thought i know yeah that's what i'm saying okay well then it which means i watched if, it when i was 20 ew god that's yeah gross. that's yeah, we're, we're 30 yeah i don't know but oh my god we're i don't know just 30 it, felt, it, did, it did feel longer though so i agree with you like i felt like i watched this when i was like 15 at the very least you know so yeah. like 2007 ish 2008 yeah, no, but you know we're watching it now in 2022. So regardless of how old it was or is, it's only going to keep getting older from here. Yeah, well, uh, but... it very much has a retro quality to it. Yeah, it uh, feels like an older anime because it feels like something that was made back when certain ideas were still considered not played out. Like Black Lagoon wasn't considered played out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Um. So what did the what was the difference? I because I meant to go watch a little bit of the sub, but I didn't. What uh, was uh, the sub just more? Just, no, just, I don't no, know. But look, it, it's an old. Well, I this is normally why I say it's an older anime. Twenty twelve, I think, <laughs> think is still in that range though, where dubs really weren't getting good yet. I would say that's more like twenty fifteen when dubs started yeah. getting good. But um, basically, look at, at the end of the day, I don't speak Japanese, and I think at the, like hearing somebody do. The Japanese voice acting is just always going to sound a little bit better compared to a bad English dub because right, yeah, I understand how people. Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. how people talk. And when the dialogue is a little stinted and awkward and weird, I, I don't hear it. I just read it. But when right, the exactly. dialogue is awkward, <laughs> stinted and weird and they're speaking English, I don't have anything to kind of like fall back on and go, oh, well, I, I must not be getting it. Cause it's like, no, I, I'm getting it and it's bad. And yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, what, what's the most awkward fucking thing would always happen. And I assume this happened in the dub too, but every once in a while, um, the little, the little orphan boy, uh, -huh. uh Jonah, Jonah would do a thing that was surprising and everyone would go, Oh, Jonah, 
that's not what kids say, or like that's a kid thing to do. You're not a kid, or you know, they're like, oh, you're a yeah, kid. That's right. Go, oh, yeah, but they'd, you're a kid. they'd all say the exact same yes. thing at no, once. That happened in the dub. It was like a real. It, I guess it was supposed to be a gag, and they didn't do it like that, super often. Oh, but God, it was. Yeah. It was. They weren't all saying it though. I think it was meant to be implied that they were all thinking it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, it had I do kind agree. of that dull. Yeah, I guess in, in the dub, it definitely had a very dulled. Um, like when someone's thinking something, you know, it's a lot less clear. It's more dulled in the, yeah. you know, like as if someone was covering the microphone a little bit right. to imply that they were all thinking it because no one's like yelling it out loud. They're just kind of reacting to him. And it's implied they all have the th- same thought that he's just a kid. And it is very strange. Um, yeah, like one time sure. he, he runs up into like the, the top part of a boat or something. And he's like, this is yeah. going to be my secret hideout. It's like, oh, right, you're nine. <laughs> <laughs> like and and that's and to be honest, like that's effective. Yeah, it's just not effective when I I feel like what what this was was there was a manga panel, and there was a a, a speech bubble or you know, like a thought bubble that said, "Oh, Jonah, you're just a kid at heart," but like the arrows from where the thought bubble was coming from were just shooting in yeah. all directions, and then yeah. the panel was like focused on him, so it's like, oh, everyone else is thinking it. And then they're like, well, what do we, how do we do this scene in real life? And they're like, we'll just have every single member of the cast say the exact same thing at the exact same time. And then we play them all over each other. That'll be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's really dumb. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Please. That's really dumb. Please don't ever do that. This is the product of the, uh, the old like retro kind of anime that you were talking about though. Like this, this didn't feel that crazy to me. Just like it, it, it made it feel like an older anime. Yeah, um, because it, like, but, I feel but like it I really isn't that it. old. But yeah, and that's that. Uh, that is what's surprising. But maybe in the last ten years, there's just been such a shift in what we get in anime that it's uh, know, I, ten years is now old. Uh, I guess. Well, I uh, just remember that like ten years ago was the the beginning of the isekai boom. So like, it it's oh, been God. a long time. Like yeah, Sao was also it's, 2012 yeah, exactly. or 2014. Oh, oh, oh. And dude, Attack on Titan, I think was around that oh, same time, God. wasn't it? Yeah, it, it's. So I think part of it is that we're 30 and time stops like meaning so much anymore. And yeah. it's it's hard to appreciate that like anime went through a lot of really fast changes between the just like 85 to 90 might as well have been two different styles of art. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like, and to a less extensive degree, obviously, but it's kind of like the fact that, you know, the first airplane was like flown and we went to the moon, like what, within like the same century or within like 50 years of each other or something. What, what, yeah, like, exactly. Like you don't, you don't ever think about time until you like slow down and think like, oh, there was a lot of change and not actually that much time has passed. It just feels longer because so much has happened, I guess. Yeah, it was 2012. Like, broadband was still barely widely available. Uh, people were still probably like pirating every thing and yeah. fan dubs probably were better than official dubs <laughs> 10 years ago I, I don't even know if the Crunchyroll app was around you know what i mean like there's a lot of shit like that i again again like 2012 is a little late I, but i think that those were the years where people were just like watching everything illegally off the internet because there were still no real great legitimate ways of getting a hold of animes but yeah, it was just maybe- starting to come into play because, like, who who owns a legit copy of SAO? Like, I don't even know how you get that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, but before, but back when, like, right as I was in college or, like, right before college, I don't think I knew of a legitimate way to watch anime, period. I, I always had to either pirate it off of some site or, like, find, a, find, like, Nine Anime or whatever, like, some streaming site 
because you just couldn't get anything. And these were the you days know, where like Dragon Ball Z abridged was being made because th- these Japanese companies were so insular that they weren't even like pr- they weren't even litigating their intellectual property outside of their country. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there was not that anime was a small market pre 20, you know, t- I guess the early 10s. Well, I, I think at the end um, of the day, it's but, still a small market. But right, I, I guess I was just going to say it exploded after Attack on Titan and SAO. I mean, those things were massive booms for the anime. Yeah, Attack on Titans, SAO, One Punch Man. Uh, and I mean, like there were the old ones that got us into anime like Naruto and Bleach and yep. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, which which got everybody into anime pretty much, but the newer generation that's really, I think, predominantly watching anime now. Hopefully, oh, here, so here you they, go. This is the shit that pulled them in. In because uh, I was I was gonna say this, but I want to double check my facts right here. On October fourteenth, two thousand eleven, Funimation announced a partnership with Nico Nico um, to form the Funiko brand for the licensing of anime for streaming and home video release. Yeah. So I feel like Funimation just started taking off like as this was going. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like when this was released, like Funimation was still in its like infancy, like I guess, you know, gathering steam in the state. So you're right. I mean, it just, that's probably why it feels so old is because 10 years ago, this was finally starting to roll out and they've just been on a steamroll ever since for the last 10 years. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Sword Art Online, Yorman Gun came out in the same year. Psychopaths? Mm-hmm. Psychopaths yep, is 10 years old? Like, uh, see, here's the thing Woo! is I know all of these animes Sorry, and I've buddy. seen them all, but it's nuts yeah. to think, oh, KK? Like I, that show seems like it's only four years old. The fact that it's 10 yeah, but years it's is 10. nuts. Yeah, that oh, feels... Oh my God. I, I think this was literally right when... I started like using like Funimation because yeah, no, same. Yeah, these yeah, are like some of the literal pilot like yep. Funimation oh, yeah. things. No, absolutely. And this is what I was trying wow. to think of was I feel like Funimation came out now because I remember getting a couple of their DVDs for like one piece before this and then realizing finally they had an app and it was right around this time and I got it and you just had, you know, the pilot animes and you watched them and. Ten years later, there's way too many titles to count on Funimation now that it's Crunchyroll. So, holy crap. Fucking, crazy. fucking Psychopaths feels like it was yesterday, man. Holy I know. shit. I, isn't that weird, though? Jorman Gun feels like it's 20 years old. And Psychopaths feels like it's, <laughs> it feels one, like it's five. They're both, they're both 10 years well, old. I, that's, that's because nuts. Psychopaths, that, that is a barometer of what anime would later become. Yeah. That yeah. I... I for the next 10 years, anime are a hell of a lot more like psychopaths than they are like Jorman oh Gun. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> and ain't yeah, nobody yeah. making Kingdom. That shit's Ooh, in the I, dumpster. Yep. I don't even <laughs> know what school, that is. High school DXD new. Let's go, baby. A Kingdom, I believe, uh, was one of those first like openly reviled 3D anime. It was, I feel like I only watched a couple episodes of that. Because well, it's garbage. That's it. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you. Thank you. And there it is. I mean, I'm oh, not yes. even talking about Kami Sama Kiss, so, you know. <laughs> High School DXD New was the second season of High School yeah, DXD. Yeah, Jeez Louise. Damn, man. All right, but uh, uh, getting back to Jormungand. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels old, but mostly in a good way. It's pleasant. Yeah. And no, I, it, I, I didn't it's, hate it, you know. It's episodic. It's serialized. It you could at follow least, the plot. It at least, well, yeah, but it also has a premise that lends itself to serialization, unlike some, where you know, so many anime now want to have their cake and eat it too, where they they want like a a real story driven anime with a plot, 
and like forward momentum and then they'll just stall every other episode with just some filler thing that like where nothing happens the right. filler episodes in this like uh, they're basically all just filler episodes yeah yeah i mean it's all just kind of one storyline that doesn't really have too much action doesn't really have too much story it's all just you know a nice adventure i wish it was like way better because there isn't a lot like i think an anime about arms dealing would be great if done right kind of like um what was mm-hmm. that show we watched where the guy had to like pierce the bullets through people and he owned like his own like bidding war on fighting demons kind of deal oh um, fuck you know you know what it is we we just watched it but yes anyway, like we that, did like the, the idea, the idea of uh, of <laughs> like it, a bunch of people sitting in a room, like like you know, it's a cool aspect, and I I yeah, yeah. like to watch it. So yeah, uh, oh, you know, I um, think it could. I don't remember good. the name of that anime, by the way. But now all I can think about is the cave. Where is the location of the yeah, cave? Where, the cave is, the is there somewhere. The <laughs> where is the cave? Could it be this? I don't know. That's probably the cave. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember now. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Futo Pie, I think. No, that's not it. That's no. not Futo Pie. <laughs> was it? No, it's Futo not even last P. season. Oh, is it two seasons ago? It's two seasons see, ago. See how time flies. Wait, which God. cave are we talking about? I don't even remember this. Oh, oh remember you the... mean the cave underground under yeah. like, the water and stuff? Yeah, yeah, see, you remember that part. Oh, it's with the or- origami. What the fuck is oregano. it called? Their thing, their thing was oregano. <laughs> um, I need to pull it? open our doc. I'm having a fucking it. stroke. What's it called, man? Was it was it a Engage Kiss? That's it. Is that, oh my it. god, that yeah. that's it. it. Yeah, oh my god, kiss. yes. Oh, uh. <laughs> I think I even read the name and I was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> like, right. this, it's about demon hunting. Why would it be called Engage Kiss? Yeah, that seems like a dumb name. <laughs> that would be a silly name. Why would you name so it? It, that? it was last season. So, all right. Yes, it was last right. season. I just skipped right. over it. <laughs> yeah but that the the you know that scene the one scene we all thought was really legitimate and cool could have been fun was small the small businesses and mob families trying to like outbid each other for these contracts like that's a yeah. neat premise and arms dealing is a neat premise to do in a way from the side of the arms dealer like uh lord of war with nick cage but better kind of deal um, yeah but yeah this was just kind of campy and kind of like ah i've got nine bodyguards look at me uh, I'm sort gonna go, of. yeah, I'm gonna go, you know, run the world, I guess. I, um, so, like, going to the characters, I think where this really falls apart is that the main lady is just an annoying anime girl. Oh my god, yeah, she sucks god. so much, and it's really it's a like, shame because a lot of the other characters are, even when they're very anime, are at least way more interesting, like to yeah. be around. And she, so she has an interesting premise. But they just decide not to make her an interesting character, which yeah. kind of sucks. They're like, hey, it's a female who is in the arms business. You're like, all right, cool. Empowerment yeah. for like the bad guys. Like, that's great. And they're yeah. like, but she's like a three-year-old trapped in a lady's house. All right, uh, you well, lost me. All right. Yeah, she'll flip-flop between like three-year-old who can't function and yeah. somebody who wrote them thinks that they're a genius mastermind. Yes. But yes. actually, yes. no, it's still a three-year-old's idea of a that, genius uh, mastermind. But is that not so cliche of like 10 year ago anime? Was yes. the writing of someone who is so full of themselves and they think they're smart and they're writing a smart character and it just comes off as so sloppy and so bad. It's oh, it's man. very sloppy. They have to constantly like deus ex machina all of her plots because her little yeah. schemes don't make any fundamental yeah, sense. It don't make any sense at all. And 
she's she's just doing things that I I can't even say they're for fan service because they're just so yeah. fundamentally unsexy. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's well, she's she's, she's the worst like part the manic about it. Pixie stereotype. I mean, she I isn't guess. a manic pixie, but that's like, like the closest I can get to it. I well, guess exactly. She you, doesn't. You see this all the time in anime, though, especially older anime. You see, you this do, like, and I, but I don't even know what to call it because I, I feel like it, it honestly exists before these tropes were so hammered out. And really, yeah. it's just like quirked up white girl with the sauce, and that's pretty much all you got. You know, she, do we actually see this much in modern anime now? That I think about it, or, not or is this really? Well, I think no, this trope I, has been relegated like to they, tall taken, guy with glasses. Well, they've taken parts of this trope and kind of separated it into yeah. different tropes. Yeah, is yeah. what I think happened. Like she was just a character that someone made poorly. And then as time went on, they were like, oh, I like that part of the character. I'll take that, you know, make it like maybe Sundere or make this like annoying lolly girl. I'll make it like, you know, over the over the top loud anime character. Oh, no. And her so her final her. digivolution is Rebecca from Cyberpunk. Wait, you oh. know what it is? It's I, I. OK, I don't know this for sure. I don't remember when Neon Genesis came out. Um, do well, I do well before this. I okay, I thought so. I think <laughs> Came this out is like just the year after. What? No, don't do that to me. <laughs> so <laughs> don't <laughs> age me into the sun, brother. <laughs> okay, now I need to know what <laughs> I'm gonna have a fucking like Saving Private Ryan moment where <laughs> Matt Damon turns into old makeup Matt Damon, <laughs> just like right in front of your eyes. Okay, 1995. Thank God. God. Okay. So all right, like that wasn't 2005. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus. my take is I think this is just um I think it's Katsuragi. Um what's her I can't remember her first name now. A little. Um, uh yeah, no. Um I think Lieutenant Katsuragi is from Ghost in the Shell though. Are you sure you're no, talking? No, I, maybe not. Katsuragi sure not Katsuragi. Okay, well right? I don't know what like, you Kitsuragi said. Cuz Katsuragi is from Disco the, Elysium. Okay, well either way it's yeah, you're right. <laughs> I I love <laughs> I love Kim Kitsuragi. <laughs> Yeah, no, Kim whatever, Kitsuragi, whatever. Pretty great. I know what you're okay, talking it's about Masato Katsuragi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the adoptive milf lady. That yeah, lives, she, yeah. That she she's talking about adoptive Mary older sister kind of Makinami. Is that what you're talking about? The, yeah, that's yes, the one. that's what it starts with an N. It's exactly. That's just it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll make it there. I'm sure. Was uh, it Rick Moranis? Uh, yeah, Rick anyway, Moranis was in this. His wife, his anime wife, who died, and he just quit movies. Oh uh, yeah, he had to take care of his kids. You know, like Misato Katsuragi. You know, his anime to, like, waifu doing was job, Ray, of, uh... and then he saw the tank full of rays that they just flushed uh, yeah. down the toilet, and he was like, "Oh no, I have yeah, to leave Hollywood." Is. He said, "I need to go take care of my kids." He was gonna play Gendo, number one father, but then you know, it's he was it actually he was out. actually uh, set up to play Vash the Stampede, Vash <laughs> the Stampede in the new remake. Oh well, that's that's no less no. He's coming fun. back for that. He's he coming back for that. The original that his wife died because that came out in. Uh, oh my god! So that was from ninety five to ninety seven. So oh, that's great. also very yeah. old. Wow. Yeah. So you think about it, but those at least like they look similar, so you can yeah, see them do. coming out. What's it same. like knowing Berserk ninety four was only one year before Evangelion, but it looks like it was scribbled on a napkin. <laughs> Oh, the Ghost in the Shell, nineteen ninety-five movie. Yeah, also ninety-five. Um, <laughs> this is awkward. Man, you know this is got no fucking budget, buddy. It, it ain't the year. <laughs> it, this is also just sad to me because, like, all of these things that well, minus you know the one, all these things we're talking about from like the nineties 
are just the mainstays and like basically nothing has been better than them since they were made. And you're like, oh, that was like 30 years ago, my well, dude. Yeah. Like, pull it together, anime industry. Well, Come on. Like, like anything, it's easy to look at some of these like fucking bangers from 30 years ago and be like, oh man, anime was better back then. But actually, there were a lot of thinkers then. No, <laughs> we all okay, we so all like, had like fucking old, VHS how, rips of some of the shit could, that yeah. nobody cares about. How how old is Kill the Kill? That oh, now I know is like 2012, 2014. Yeah, no, it's you're def- right. It's 2013. But yeah. that's okay, just cool. after just after Jormungun. This came after it. That's crazy. So, that's crazy. Anyway, I know they feel like Jormungun and Kill the Kill feel like miles off. Whoa, in my memory, yeah, those are totally and they're back to back years. That that they're is just that right is after each other. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little weird to me. <laughs> I don't that, like that's this a, anymore. That's a director <laughs> that got left behind. They were like, oh, this new thing's not going to catch on. It Let's was a throwback. Yarmagun was a throwback. I, I would bet that a lot of it came from like whatever manga they were probably adapting was really old. Probably. You, you still get yeah. that today sometimes where they'll make a they'll make a modern adaptation of something that's really, really fucking old. And even though it's animated well, it's, it just feels so goddamn old because it's using all these tropes and... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like popular concepts from fucking 10, 15, 20 years ago. Like you watch man- Evangelion now and you're like, oh my God, the, the these ideas are so in old. 2006. Yeah. Went to 2012. So, yeah, I mean, it's. See, 2006 is where I would put this, right? So that mm-hmm. makes sense. So if the manga started in 2006 and they're adapting it, but they're doing it in 2012, all right, I get that, I guess. I'm a, I'm a little more comfortable now that it's. It, right. it's that's why it feels older. Ugh. Well, okay, anyway. so so back to oh, Jormungand. No, I'm being hit with Pebble and the Penguin. Pebble and the, the Penguin. Look, we, right we went on one of those things where it's, you know, Sean Martin, Dean Martin, Martin Short. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, oh, Rick Moranis. You, you play the, the, the Wikipedia the Blue guy? Link game. It's, it's, it's called Stream of Consciousness is really what No, I thought it was really. a Wikipedia game where you keep clicking the Blue Link till you get to Hitler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you go, like the, you go person, like place, up. Germany, World War II, Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's always how it works. Um, also, Everyone was only I, five degrees of separation from Hitler at any point in time. Nice. I, I want you to know, I looked it up, um, and I can confirm that there is a trope type for uh, Katsuragi, but it's stupid. It's What's very it dumb. It's just called like hard drinking party girl trope. And that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. How, that doesn't how is she a party girl? Well, she does like hard drink and then theoretically she just drinks like, like yeah, twice. She just drinks. It's dumb. It's very dumb. She doesn't party dumb. or drink like 90% of the show. What are the qualities of this character? Like erratic? Okay. So what it says is Masato Katsuragi is the hard drinking party girl who chugs beer like a man and cracks jokes off duty. Oh, you're talking. You're talking discomfort. about. Oh, oh shit, yo, no, you're talking about Evangelion. I thought you were talking <laughs> yo, about. No, yeah. baby. I no, thought you were talking, talking about, about Kim Kitsuragi from Disco Elysium. I thought you were talking about fucking whatever the girl's goddamn name is from Norman no. Gund. Yes, no, no I no, understand. No. I understand what you're talking about with nine with fucking ninety five Evangelion. Yes, I get exactly what you mean. Where her entire personality start- is the girl who drinks like a man. Yes, that is her entire personality. 
Can we please do that with anime from now on? Just name the year before we name it. Oh, this is a, a beautiful 95 Evangelion. Um, uh, ooh, let me swirl it around. Yes, ah, uh, yes. Mm, the tannins oh, are coming no, through uh, in the form uh, of a lolly. Try this. It just hit 10 years today. Ooh, this delicious 10-year-old Yorman gun. Mm, my, my, oh, my, no. my, 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 my. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold on, hold on. Shinji this... come really comes through in this one. This is why we only watch old anime, because we don't want anything <laughs> underage. <laughs> mm, sorry, I don't watch anything that isn't old enough to vote. Oh man! But yeah, oh, so, hey, so speaking we, of a uh, 2022 just, just a, lolly show, <laughs> Christ Almighty, get out mm, of my soiree! Mm, would you like to try a 2020 plunderer? No, get away from me! Jesus <laughs> get Christ! Don't touch me! Who let this man self, in please. after his like a, expose? A, twi- a 2021 Mushogo tends to outkill you. Get away from me. Get, get you get your own fucking today. Vice article, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> you get so a you, Ethan, you get the YouTube video. What uh what what about this had you bored? I'm, I'm interested in hearing yeah, from yeah. your perspective. Um, I agree with had you, you bored? Ouija board? Oh, oh yes, I, God Ouija damn! Board. I didn't like. I didn't understand English there for a fucking second. No. <laughs> really what like, was it about show? the show that had you bored? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I short circuited. I, I just really put my finger on the keyboard and just rolled nah, it around me. to figure it out. You know. <laughs> I don't want any of these testicles in my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I love that fucking clip. It's okay. it's Steve Harvey doing like I, I guess uh, a fucking Not dirty me. version a dirty version of uh, whatever his fucking Family Feud or whatever fucking show he yeah, hosts. Family is. Feud, yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah. and they're just they're just saying it's they just get the whitest Karenist like I've never even had sex. My husband crawls on top of me and I think of the flowers like name, style. Name goddamn women. You want your wife to eat uh, me. Uh, me. And he just starts uh, sweating and looking at the board. Uh, me. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and he just gets, me. he gets a big red uh, X me? and he just looks at the board like, no, it should be up there. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. I don't want none of his okay. testicles in my sandwich. All right, so Ethan, tell me Ouija Somebody board. clip it. <laughs> yeah, all right, the Ouija board, the Ouija board. Um, okay, so before I truly start, I do agree there wasn't really anything truly offensive about this, which, like, it's not like I'm about to come at it and say do it's... Do you think it's better than Bacchino? Not for me, no. What? Like, oh, I, now, that, no. now that doesn't make sense. Okay, but, like, <laughs> let, me, let me qualify that. I uh, neither of these anime oh, are good. Starting on the back foot, a true anime fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're trying to really channel Mal here. Um, so neither of these anime are good to me. Um, but I had fun watching one of them, and it absolutely wasn't Jormungand. Um, so like, if if the options are, I'm supposed to be on vacation and watching anime that you know make me mm-hmm. either feel better about my intelligence walking away, uh, or no, not better. I guess basically challenge me intellectually or I just walk away having a good time. Bakano did one of those. Jormungand didn't do either. Um, Jormungand was just pretty... So why why did you have, like, fun? So, like, Bakano at least was fun because, like, it was just so fucking crazy First of all, how dare you say the phrase, it was fun? I don't appreciate this. (laughs) No, 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 not like that. I'm saying from (laughs) our classic, it's bad anime. I had fun watching Bakano because it was bad. No, I I agree with Jay's take on that from from when we did Bakano. I couldn't enjoy it because it was it was too much. It was like too bad. 
Like, it, it tried to lose me a thousand times, and at the end, it gave me nothing. Yeah, and but, just, like, I'm us just... talking about it was so much fun. Yeah, no, like I agree it... with that, but that doesn't mean my enjoyment of it was during it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. fair. I mean, but, like, that's true for, all right, maybe that but would, no, but maybe here's, But matters. here's also the thing. I didn't have that much fun talking about Bacchano for Bacchano's sake. I had more fun mm-hmm. listening to Jay rant about it. That was enjoyable. Yeah, but yeah. I th- but at the end of the time, though, I wasn't any more convinced that Bacchano was enjoyable. You know? Okay, so I, maybe mm-hmm. all right. Th- maybe this is a thing that we should come to like you know terms on. Very, very, very few anime that we watch for this podcast. I end up having fun watching. I have fun talking about them afterwards. No, so yeah, like see, that's where I disagree, though. So um, there, with, I, I just feel like it's very easy to just kind of distinguish between the two of them like sorcerer stab or orphan was hilarious when i that watched one was it on fun. my own that you know what i'm saying like there yeah. are a lot of animes that we watch that are like that bacchano was not that yes it falls more into the category of i had fun ripping it apart but that's like if we weren't us i guess you know it's i don't know i just uh, on my own i didn't enjoy bacchano talking with you guys about it yes but i still think i enjoyed watching jormungand more Jormungand, uh, I put on and did my best to forget it existed. Um, I was just so incredibly bored. I like I. So here's the thing: like it doesn't. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it from the perspective of a bad anime because I don't think it was good. Um, okay. So if that's true, the plot was extremely straight and narrow. Um, the characters were very very well played out by this point. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that like. The, the guys, the like the extras, I think they do a pretty good job of characterizing. So like that is a genuine compliment about the show. For instance, I was convinced there, there's this one guy, listeners, um, that is an ex-army guy, and he used to work on art- artillery pieces. And they basically introduced this character in one episode, and the next episode, or maybe the same episode, I don't remember. The same episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. Same episode. Um, they in- so they also give him a family, and I was like, oh, this guy's gonna die now. Okay. Um, so they show him show off his like artillery ability. This scene is batshit insane for the record. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. But like he uses this artillery piece to get them out of like you know a weird moment, and like they survive because of it. I assumed they were just gonna kill this character, but they actually just like gave him a shot of being a character, which was good. That was a good thing. Um, but to, to go back to like the the boring aspect other than the moments where they do weapon play that just straight up doesn't make any sense at all it, it just wasn't engaging so like th- there's this one scene where they have some genuinely fully automatic like you know gatling gun style gun it wasn't gatling it's not gatling at all but it's a fully auto you know machine gun and they have it strapped in the back of a truck fine not a big deal there and they lay into this car that's right next to them for like 45 seconds. Yeah, man. And like they're just driving yes. an SUV and nothing yes. happens to the characters inside. I mean, yeah, but I've I've also watched modern day action movies. So, to be fair, that's what you get in modern day action movies as well. Right, but like most modern them. like like so but like Fast and Furious John, is John Wick <laughs> is 100% the exception to the rule. Yes, like John right. Wick is very very good with its gunplay because it's very realistic because Keanu Reeves literally does that in real life as like sure. a hobby. So right, fine. Right. But other action movies like Expendables, it's just a bunch of big name right, guys those just shooting fun. each other for two million. Bro, no, I understand that. But your point of like a gun shooting into the car for forty five seconds, like that's kind of what this was going for from the beginning, though. But so like again, it's, it's obviously not going to be super realistic gunfights. Like I okay, when you have 
oh shit, what's his name? He he was on um the Absolutely. police show no. nine nine. Dolphin no, um, Brooklyn nine nine. Oh. Ball guy. Brooklyn nine nine. He, he was Terry Terry, Cruz. Terry Terry Cruz. There we go. Like his scene where he's got the shotgun and he's just walking down the fucking hall yeah, and having a, a blast. Oh. Yeah. That was so much fun. I had so much fun watching that because it was like a spectacle on its own. Just oh, watching. Agree. Uh, like, uh, you know, Spendables. Yeah, yeah. He brought it up first. Yeah, ter- yeah. Oh, Terry okay, Crews. Okay. Ter- yeah, I brought it up. I don't remember yeah, I'm not hearing saying that like a... part, but yeah, I got it. Okay, well, you also heard Ouija boards. I'm pretty sure you're just going <laughs> yeah, down maybe, 30, maybe things so. are falling Why did apart. you say Ouija boards? Are you talking about Rick Moranis? <laughs> I, uh... So anyway, th- that scene was fun. That's all I'm trying to get at. Um, right. And, but, like, I'm not saying it's, like, a good movie, but I can at least enjoy that moment. Whereas, like, watching this, like, SUV get blown away with absolutely no consequences while two extremely stereotypical characters yell about the orchestra of gunplay i just be more trite like i i I don't know i just they really they really went hard into making character the bad guys unique in the worst they really did but that kind of made it like i i hated it the first time around and i still hated it this time but it was a lot funnier to me to watch orchestra the second time around 10 years later because it was just really stupid like they and that that's a that's something from like 10 years ago anime too like there would always be a villain who would just get like a, a theme, and then he would mm-hmm. just have to say and that his was it. Got to do it. The entire thing, like he could never say something that was outside of what his theme was. Like an orchestra can't go two seconds without making a music reference. Impossible, literally impossible. And to me, that was hilarious. I thought that. I mean, like in a in a terrible way, but also th- like the rest of the story for me was just kind of fun. I mean, I do wish it was better. I'm not saying Yorman Gun is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know we're not truly defending it. Like but I, um, but I, you know, I enjoyed it, and I definitely enjoyed it above Bacano because you know it was trying to at least tell me something, and it did a halfway decent job of doing it. Um, I, it wait, just, what it was kind its of, like overarching moral? Because like I don't know. Well, I mean, you, I guess you'd have to watch season two, but I mean, so the whole point, the dichotomy. Okay, between, now I definitely understood the overall like theme okay, here, of I'll, the show, I'll take even if it, it was like a little silly. All right, yeah. let me take a crack at it, and then you guys can have it because it sounds like you have something in mind. So the yes. only thing I can, like, wrap out of this, at least, you know, on first blush or whatever, is that it's, you know, trying to explain that the world is not black and white. There are morally gray people living in it, and sometimes you have to do bad things. Um, or actually, sometimes the actions you take are bad, but it doesn't necessarily make the people involved, like, evil in their day-to-day lives. Okay, like, no. Things are morally gray. No. Okay, what is yours? All right, Jay, take it away. It's about the nature of weapons versus safety and war. So mm-hmm. specifically, there, there's literally a parable that gets said. That's stupid, but it's a, it is what it is. And it's it's yeah, the yeah. it's the spear merchant. He says that once upon a time there was a man who sold spears. He and he was so good at selling spears that he made a spear that could pierce anything. And in order to prove that his spear could pierce anything, he also made a shield, or he bought a shield that could block well, no, no, no. anything so was, or something so he, like that. So he was he a merchant. Both. So the, the story was, yeah, he made, a, he made a spear that he promised folks could pierce through anything. But yeah, and same, he had to prove on the, it. On the same token, no, no, no. On the same token, he said, I've also made a shield that can, that can stop anything. And a man yeah. in the audience goes, well, what happens when you try to pierce the shield with the spear? And, then, and he says, know, I have no idea. <laughs> and, but it, it so one I, I do think it's sort of important that he only made the, sh- the shield because of the spear but specifically the, the point of the story is that people make weapons 
and armor, but they make like things that attack and things that defend. The same people make the exact same things and neither of them has a purpose without the other. And that's really the overall theme of the show that it's at least sort of trying to explore because at the, the, the main characters of this story are gun runners and they sell weapons. And one of the main characters is a little boy who lost his family and his whatever tribe, whatever the hell to weapons. He's a, he's a a child soldier. Right. And also got fucked over by the main character's brother. Pretty cruelly. That was fucked up. Uh, but, (laughs) but basically, uh, the whole point is that he hates them because gun runners sell guns. Therefore they sell the capability to do evil. Therefore they're evil. And the point that the other main character, the quirky lady, is trying to prove is that weapons have to exist because conflict is a a part of human nature and that to not sell guns does not prevent violence because at the end of the day, the only way that anyone proliferates the production and innovation of defensive equipment is due in response to the proliferation and and production of offensive equipment. And that makes a lot of sense that the end of the anime is a missile that resets everything to zero because it is both the shield and the spear. It, it's it's a it's a mutually assured like wipe out destruction thing where the whole point is that you don't use it. Kind of like how some people talk about nukes. Now, like, does the show really explore that very well? No, not really. It'll bring it up every once in a while and it'll have some characters that think and act and like act basically, you know, experience that sort of storyline in their own personal lives. But for the most part, basically what the show is about is the human characters who live in this world of weapons and how they deal with the dichotomy of offense versus defense, murder versus murdering someone versus saving someone and, you know, killing for good or killing for evil. And all of the characters pretty much have their own little idea of what's okay to do, what's okay not to do. And it is inextricably tied to the weapons that they happen to have. Jonah, the little kid who was a child soldier and had a shit life, um, still can't help but be a soldier because one, it's the only thing he knows how to do. Two, it's the only way that he can protect himself from all the people who would mistreat him for being a child soldier. And three, thanks to the people he's hanging out with, it is the only source of camaraderie and purpose that he actually understands. And all of the other characters have similar-ish stories to this. Uh, The Swedish special forces lady who had her entire squad wiped out swears revenge on the person who killed all of her people and ruined her military career by basically getting her fired and, you know, killing all of her friends. And that makes sense. It makes sense to want to kill the person who did that to you. Um, The problem is that in order to do that, she has to train her ass off and get very, very good at killing people. Because the only way to murder a person who's good enough at murdering to wipe out an entire squad of soldiers is to be an even better murderer. So she becomes a better murderer. She was already basically one to begin with. She was already a soldier. She was already willing and able and trained to do violence. She just needed to be better at it. And so she goes on her path of revenge. She finds somebody who fights a little bit like the person who killed her. She fucking goes off 
And she proceeds to make a series of decisions that some make sense, some don't make sense, but all of which are tied to this idea of how it is, how it would be ethical and moral and righteous for her to go about her lifelong mission. On the one hand, she wants to kill them and she feels vindicated in doing so, but she does not feel vindicated in dragging all of her friends into that conflict. So she runs off on her own. However, running off on her own presents her with extreme amounts of danger. And if it wasn't for uh, our little child soldier sneaking aboard her car and following her, she would have died. So the point is that, like, it's one, is it okay to get revenge? Well, in this case, yes, but at the end of the day, she had to become a relatively similar monster to do it. But it's not like one of those, well, we're the monster two things, because when she does kill him, the the guy who wiped out her squad, she proceeds to basically just go back to her family to be a more or less normal person in the form of a soldier anyway, what what she would consider normal. So, you know, it doesn't corrupt her, but it does make her make some silly decisions. And the only reason she's able to do it is because she's trying to ride the line between being an aggressor and being a defender. And despite the fact that she was wronged and rightfully has a reason to get retribution, it's been a long time. The guy who did it's old and crippled. It's not the same. She already beat up the, uh, uh, the apprentice who's really taken up the mantle of being weird psycho bayonet pistol murderer. So, like, she's done a lot of the things that normal people would think of as sufficient for revenge, but she hasn't gotten the guy. And because she has to do so much to get to the guy, she ends up creating a copy of herself in The Apprentice. The Apprentice with the bayonets on her pistols, who loses really both times, only knows this exact same, whatever, love and affection and respect for the original bayonet murder man, who is now crippled and can't walk well. So when... Swedish uh, chef, uh, our main character, kills old man cripple. She loses her fucking mind and swears revenge on the next person. But when she basically pulls off in the middle of a fucking street and goes on a uh, suicide mission to shoot the girl who killed her master, she's going about it in a very, very, very different way than our original Swedish character. Uh, our original Swedish character was not going on a suicide mission. She was, technically speaking, more than capable enough of actually dealing the death blow on her own. This character, the, the apprentice, was not capable. She actually already knows that she can't beat the person who she wants to, and the suicide mission is specifically uh, tooled that way so that you know you get you you get your kill, but then you die and whatever it doesn't matter. And they're supposed to be like you know. I, I, if I'm using this right, foils of each other, right? Because they're opposites. Where they're yeah, related, okay. they have similar goals, they have similar actions, they have similar ideas, and they have similar character developments, but their arcs are different, and they're telling different stories, tell, different possible stories of the major theme. Jonah has the exact same thing when he's a child soldier. He, I guess, sort of falls in love, or at least comes to very much, like, have friendships with some of his other fellow child soldiers and then rightfully freaks the absolute fuck out when he finds out that they are using them as human mind detectors. He goes ballistic and murders everybody on the base. Uh, main lady character who I guess drinks too much is party name. girl. <laughs> no, she's not party girl, but whatever. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Main girl we who sells weapons. Uh, she, her brother finds little child soldier who just murdered his own base of comrades 
you know, to save some of his fellow child soldiers. And it's like, oh, well, do you think you did the right thing killing all those people? Uh, actually, yeah, I guess you kind of did. Um, but I can't exist in a world where like you have that capability and I don't do something about it. So now, despite the fact that I actually like you, respect you and fully agree with everything you did, we unfortunately exist on different sides. So I'm going to lock you in a shipping container with no water so that you're afraid of me so that you don't fucking kill me. And like that, that was, it was like a completely utilitarian approach to the situation and it's portrayed as absolutely immoral and disgusting, but it's supposed to be a kind of like a false dichotomy where on the one hand you have Jonah who just murdered a whole lot of people. And even though that shouldn't be right, it feels right. You then have the other arms dealer brother who does something completely immoral that feels very wrong, but theoretically is right. And you know, that that's the, that's the, that's the toss up. That's supposed to be the emotional underpinning that makes it engaging. Again, it doesn't really work all that great because it's yeah, voice I, I acted you're... not so great, but, and I definitely yeah. understand what they're going for. And, and that theme is in everything. Every single major beat they have, even the guy who loved the sound of orchestral gunfire, he had a little girl tag along who worshiped the ground he walked on and swore revenge, went up onto a roof, got fucking duped, lost, and just decided to go for the fucking kill anyway. And she was paralleled between uh, the riot cop on our main character squad because he earlier refused to shoot her. Uh, the old man in the uh, in our group did kill the little girl. Yep. So like, you know, th- th- there's there's a whole lot of like underpinning of morality going on here. It's not that Lem did the right thing. He did the wrong thing. He executed a little girl, an unarmed little girl. Actually, no, she had a gun, right? Or whatever. Yeah, he, he, he ex- right before she died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did have a gun, but whatever. He yeah, executed she, she that a little gun girl. From her leg or something? Yeah. yeah, he executed that little girl where the cop would not. And now the cop, after what happened, is seriously having to reconsider whether or not it was the right thing to not shoot her. That's... That's at the at the core of the thing. And, and more importantly, uh, it, uh, it all circles around the big idea of weapons where Jonah hates all gun dealers but has to use a gun. He has to come to appreciate the fact that his ability to use guns gives him power over his environment. And it's only through the power over his environment that he can do anything to improve it. Where the unfortunate reality is because the people he interacts with and works with and the people he fights against are all generally considered bad people. The only reason he gets to have what he can call a, you know, decent life and a decent group of people who he trusts and cares about is because he uses those guns to murder the people who he feels deserves it. And at the end of the day, you know, you can't exactly tell him he's wrong. Like with the uh, the militia man who was just a raging psychopath that even his own side didn't like. So when he tries to go back on a deal, the entire squad just guns down him and every single person he works with in cold blood. And it's like, well, it doesn't feel so bad when you know what these people are like. Yeah. And then even even the um, you know the scene in the mountains uh, where the one the British guys like bodyguards end up killing those soldiers. Yeah, where they're in a war, and then you know the other side doesn't, and then the soldiers are pissed off about that. And even though it's their duty to take down both squads, when given the opportunity, they go in and try to murder 
just the three people and let the other criminals go. Yeah, they leverage it against them. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And they're like, hey, this only comes around. This opportunity only happens once. Yeah, the the Uh, British group killed their armed escorts. And even though our group was totally thinking about and probably going to do the exact same thing, when the rest of the soldiers showed up, all our heroes had to do was say, hey, I know you're supposed to kill us too, but those guys in there, they're the ones who just executed your friends. Ours are just tied up. And they're like, you know what? We'll make you a deal. You give us our tied up friends and we'll only hunt down and murder the people who killed our friends. Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you one shot to escape. While we're fighting these guys, you can probably go escape See, through the pass. Yeah, we, we don't need this, both of you. So here yeah. we go. See, this example feels like it's more in support of my argument than yours, though. Like well, a lot yours, of it, yours is just a general vague about. good people can do bad things and bad people can do good things. Yeah, that's, I mean, I would that's say not much of a theme. Just, but uh, yeah, I would agree. This show doesn't really have much of a theme to me. No, it it, the, really the do theme much. is just deeper than that because it has more to do with weapons in general and the ability to do violence. And, and okay. like nothing, nothing supports that more than the final fucking like end game boss being a missile that like wipes out all technology. It, it makes it expressly clear that it's not about the morality of the people. It's about the morality of the technology. There's even an entire bit where that lady who fucking makes children's toys is like, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't really care that they use my shit to make guns because someone's going to use it to make guns, whether or not I give them my permission or not. I might as well get like extra money for making a gun version and then yeah. run out whenever I possibly can and catch butterflies, which is really what I want to do. Okay, that's that is probably I think the strongest argument for that. Yeah, um, I assume there's I something very a, similar for Yorman Gun, the missile that knocks everything out, but we didn't watch that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I don't know. You guys, what did you guys oh, think of? Uh, also, uh, a thing I'm surprised you didn't like. Uh, all every single member of a government organization is shown to be nothing more than like an organized crime boss. That was pretty fun. Just, just about the yeah. Yeah, the, the CIA guy is like an absolute yeah, just, piece oh, of shit. I, like bring, I was literally just yeah. about to bring up Scarecrow. That was my question. Yeah, Scarecrow was, was. What did you a guys good, think of Scarecrow? He's a good. Scarecrow he's a good scare, He's a good character because he represents the the idea that you know in, in a story like this, like you know Lord of War, the Nicolas Cage one, the cops often can come off as the good guys, where like no, I, I'm the guy who's trying to stop you from trading guns and being a bad person. Uh, but in this one, the cops, Scarecrow, the CIA agent, is somehow even more of a piece of shit than most of the gun runners that we meet. And, and also and w- terribly incompetent. Well, what's yes. great about it, though, is is he's incompetent, but also he's just competent enough, at, and they give him this quote and why he stays <laughs> around, in money. is he can raise untraceable money like it was nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, he's a money launderer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, that's, and that's why they that keep him around. Good. That's why they put up with him. Because he just is able to launder money better than anyone they've ever seen. And that's the only reason they put up with him, which is insane. Yeah. It's like, listen, you're part of the CIA and we don't like you, but it's pretty good at laundering money, so I guess we'll keep you around. Like, I mean, what? that's what? like actual just CIA shit right there. I know. Yeah, that, like, that part, I agree, was that was good. Like, yeah. it was refreshing to... Um, so, I just recently watched Black Panther 2. It was fine. Hey, so did we. Um, yeah, oh, I did wait, not really? like it. Yeah. I yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy, but like it, I, it finished and the guy I was with, I was like, Yeah, I uh I did not like that. And he's like, Oh, I thought yeah, it was pretty it, good. It, and finished, like, it finished and the guys I was with, you might recognize him as our producer and Jay, were like, Yeah, we didn't really like that. So Yeah. Yeah, like same thing. 
The first yeah, one was... felt so cool and rich and new as an idea. And then yeah. when you see it again, but stretched over such a traditionally <laughs> boring narrative... And yeah, uninspired the worst end battle scene. Place well, yeah, ever. I mean they both had it was so really nauseating. Bad end That's true. <laughs> like, so I'm going to quote a buddy of ours, Nelson, and say that the acts one and acts two of both Black Panther one and two were generally pretty good. Um, yeah, like they, I would say that two is too long, but like yes. they have their place. They are two doing is too good long things. and drops its plot halfway through. Yes. yes, also that. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, so, part one and two was just a setup for the new Iron Man, and then they're like, yeah, oh, right, well, we have to make a Black Panther movie. Uh, yeah. Where the Panther? <laughs> oh, oh, we killed all hit plant. Uh, make new plant. Okay, done. We fixed plant. Yeah. I'm also really... Uh, Insert like, green models. into DNA, idiot. Why did you put red in there last time? <laughs> Insert green. <laughs> okay, uh, when it when you insert red, turns all red immediately. When you insert green, one by one, it's very, very green. slow, yeah. hopeful <laughs> spread of green. Yeah, it's really thinking it through that computer of mine. <laughs> I, I can definitely, through. I can definitely see how in like the world of anime, Yarmengun and Wakanda Forever feel a little bit similar in the sense that like they both just feel weirdly derivative of a thing that we never even really liked that much to begin with. Yeah, right. And I, I wouldn't say that Wakanda Forever feels old because it definitely feels like very no, modern, so... like schlock. But the, the general idea is that like the overarching narrative is really the only thing to be there for. Yes, and exactly. And it's not yeah. the strongest. Yeah. Uh, and I did want to give you some support here is that like the the one of the major problems i think with black panther and potentially this i need to think about that uh yorman gun that is i need to think that through but is that the characters themselves can actually have pretty good like um handling um like their dialogue can be good and their like uh the acting on it can be good particularly in black panther like winston duke did a fucking killer job yeah. and i don't remember shuri's actress's name but she did a dynamite job um she was given a shit pile, and she did very well she, with it. She acts very well for the story that she's being given, yeah. Yeah, but, like, but she I mean, nowadays, nobody's extremely... a bad actor anymore, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, but, like, okay, hold on. Let, let me sell it to you like this. In Black Panther 2, you're being told that you basically need to, like, restart, you know, this entire franchise that died with Chadwick Boseman, essentially. Um, Pretty much. And not, like, like, not all of Marvel died with him, but, like, a large chunk of things are off the rails. And, you know, Phase 4 is going, frankly, pretty fucking poorly. Um, so like, you know, you're given this task of somehow making people want to be in their seats when in order to make this movie without being extremely disrespectful towards, uh, Bozeman, you need to be somber yet. You still need to get people in their seats and Shuri manages to pull off that as reasonably as she can, given the dialogue she's given. So that's, that's fucking impressive. Um, like that's, that's really good. Um, and I think, think, uh, John or what's his Joseph, what Jonah, huh? Jonah in Jormungand. He, he oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's I think an interesting enough character that he it, it's good that he's the focus because I don't think any other character being the focus would have been anything other than painful. Yeah, especially if Coco. this especially Coco. Oh, if it yeah, focused yeah. on Coco, That's... I would have turned it the fuck off. But yeah. if it focused oh, no, on, I agree. I well, we would have never watched it like genuinely. It, yeah, if it focused on Lem, maybe. He would, but yeah, he, he is very cliche. Handle Lem. 
Yeah, well, the problem is, is like, what do you like? What do we really actually know about Lem, and how would you tell the story? So he would have had to have been a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. But uh, old grizzled was, veteran. You know, you know uh, although you know who I actually uh, Dark Horse would have liked to see more about, not only because he's my favorite voice actor, but because he has at least semi a kind of interesting uh, plot would be R. Uh, the guy Wait, which one's Ian Sinclair. He's the guy that it turns out is working for the CIA. Oh right, yeah. Wait, like I don't the, remember the, the CIA or whatever. But he t- yeah, he's a plant. One of the good guy that has been a plant in inside of her bodyguard for years now. So mm-hmm. I could have, I could have seen it. Would have just been a whole different take on it, I guess. But so yeah, I think Jonah was the best bit. But you know, I'll throw my hat in the ring it, for R. That's true. It would have been a completely different story, obviously. But no, yeah. that that could have been interesting for sure. Yeah. You know, maybe so. Jay, I I'm gonna keep leaning on this this Black Panther thing. It's probably not a perfect parallel or anything like that. No. But um, <laughs> I think it works. No, it's it's not. But I think it works for this, which is no. the tone of Black Panther two could not possibly match the like normal narrative style of what a Marvel movie wants to be. And right. as a result, like, y- how do you walk those lines? And the answer is poorly. Um, well, and the, I think the real answer is that. No one's forcing you to make this stupid fucking movie, but yeah, yeah, I get you. But they have to make it, so yeah, I I agree with that. And like, I think that might be my same complaint with Jormungand is that our main character is a fucking child soldier that is like, yeah, I I hate the world, I hate weapons, and for some reason I'm gonna keep doing this. Um, and then you put well, him it's next not for some these- reason. The reason makes perfect sense. He gets to kill yeah. all the people that he hates. Right, I guess I'm. He he I'm might leave Coco it. for last, but like he gets, he's after her brother. No, I'm aware. I, I think it, everything he does makes perfect sense. I'm just trivializing it because, like, when you lay this extremely serious character, and because we're looking at it from his eyes, generally serious perspective, then against these fucking goofball characters, it just doesn't work for me. Um, particularly, and I I hate to say it like this. But like my God, this this anime does not like women. It seems. I mean, it, well, the no, characterization it's, it's of from twenty twelve. Terrible. It's also yeah. an, it's also anime. It it's already anime, doesn't like yeah. women. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the right the writers of Black Panther two surely didn't. Wait, wait, yeah, no, I mean, Black Panther two didn't really like women too much either. <laughs> so, you know, not um, as bad I, as this. I, well, I actually, so the, the funny the thing, thing they're, they're written differently, but worse. The problem with Black Panther two, just for my quick ten second aside yeah, for please. it, is that. I just generally like obviously like anime has always treated anime like crap, but it's always been in this style where they're like kind Treat of women and like kind of weird and, and yeah, what, whatever. Yeah. Like, I get it, but in Black Panther two, it seems like it's supposed to be a very empowering like movie about women like kind of taking the lead role, and these writers just did not make any of them look good. Like they tried their hardest, but the dialogue and their actions just it was just all garbage, and I felt so bad. Because I was like, I loved, you know, Shuri was great in the first movie, and I thought she did the best she could in the second movie. The queen was awesome. The crying over the queen and, like, the, the passing of power was all good. But then, like, at like the halfway point, it just all, none of it mattered. Like, that college yeah, grad they went exactly. and found that was Iron Man 2, oh, like, I just see. didn't matter. Like, yeah. Shuri was, like, none of it mattered anymore. It was now just a, a Marvel battle scene. They just okay, dropped yeah. everything yes. that was... Yeah. Okay. That was good about the women th- in this, it and like yeah. even just the movie, and then just decided it was now just generic ocean Marvel battle. Well, th- this is like, the only oh. thing I'm going to say more about fucking Black Panther two. But the entire point of the movie is supposed to be about black women. Period. Like that's yeah. that that's supposed to be the entire focus, and they lose focus. And when you mm-hmm. lose focus trying to be female empowered, it really just feels like you're doing the opposite. 
Yeah. It, it, when yeah, you when you're trying point. to make a movie about female empowerment, and then all you actually end up doing is making everyone seem kind of dumb and like, uh, what do you call that? Um, where, where they don't have any like purpose, like just like lost. Everyone Bad just baby. feels like they're they just don't yeah. know what they're doing and they don't know what they want, and they don't get it either. You just you just end up creating characters that everyone's just going to be like, oh well, why didn't you just make them men? You know what I mean? Like. Chadwick Boseman's uh, Black Panther never had a crisis about whether or not he what, oh, what he was going to do about saying. the death of his father. He had a crisis right. yeah, about whether is... or not it was a lie. And then you and then you like bring back Michael B. Jordan and have him say his like badass lines, I guess. And you're like, yeah. well, now you're just like injecting this like male perspective back in here. Yep. And all all it really tells me is that you literally couldn't come up with like a female perspective for this movie. You're to summarize, like to, to I guess maybe to add a different one. This is sort of like how the lesbians can never be happy at the end of whatever you're reading or watching. Like one of them has to die. It's sort of like right, that. Yeah. It's like well, you know. Also, you they make the main bad guy the most by... like relatable, understandable, down to earth, yeah. completely conversable <laughs> person ever fucking made, and then he still has to like try to kill all of you. And it's like that. Yeah. This yeah, never. Right, this right. doesn't fucking mesh. <laughs> Everyone feels <laughs> insane. Yeah. He's like, I, hey, I mean, listen, I came here sure. because you guys owe me because now everyone knows about this. So like, <laughs> this is a movie about women. And then he's like, you know what? None of that matters. I'm gonna kill you all. And it's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Well, no. I can like, see what kidding, they're trying. I won't kill any of you. <laughs> I can see what they're trying. They're trying to make a movie where all of the principal characters make their decisions based on empathy. But really, all it makes it feel like is when that guy in that fucking college dorm says women are too emotional. That's what it fucking feels like. It feels like yeah. this was written by people who think women are just more emotional and that's the most they have to offer. So they made the the movie more about emotion. And what what you end up getting is characters who keep making these fucking decisions based on emotions that you barely didn't even establish. They'll just be like, I'm sad because my brother's dead. Okay, gotcha. Great. Makes sense. And now a man with wings on his feet is threatening my entire people. These two aren't related, girl. That's not... That's not how that works. I was like, okay, well, he killed my mom. I'm going to kill him. Again, cool, great. Uh, we get that all the time here at the uh, comic book industry. You got anything more to say? Then we had a giant battle on the water, and I convinced him not to kill me because he'd kill a lot of people if he did. It's like, okay, well, I thought Dude, we that... established that he figured that out already. But, you know, whatever. We're, we're good. Let's just end it now. You talked it out, I guess. And then at the end of the movie, the girl says, the girl says, I've always wanted to fight behind you. And he goes, yeah, but think about it. They're going to need our help one day. (laughs) Just just think about it. But what what about war? Don't worry, girl. We got war at home. One day someone's going to come in and knock on Wakanda's door and be like, yo, I need your lunch money. And they're going to be like, ah, we got no friends. And then they got us. And you're you like, also, what is you that? Say what like that, that you say it what like that? You say it like that because you're black. But that it really feels like someone who looks like me wrote that dialogue. <laughs> I, isn't Especially when Michael B. Jordan came in and he too. was like, are you going to be like your dad and Robo? Yeah. Or are you going to be like me and get it done? Like, oh man, <laughs> feels like a white man wrote that. That, did, that didn't feel like Killmonger at all. No, the it did. Scene did not feel like Killmonger. It's, it's yeah. a bummer too, Remember when he said, really "Just throw me in the like, ocean," like, like the slaves who never made it. It felt yeah. like somebody told JW what Killmonger was, and then he wrote a scene with Killmonger. No, you, you just told me that Killmonger was black, and I tried to write the dialogue, and I, and I just ended up doing something racist. <laughs> yeah, I tried so hard, guys. It just keeps happening. Yeah, oh just, my god. Uh, 
Yeah, kill, right, Killmonger, well. throw me in the ocean like the slaves who jumped ship. Kill, kill That Killmonger came in and said, I get it done. What the fuck uh, does that even mean? And then I like that they liked that line so much they had a callback during her fight with Namor. He's like, <laughs> oh my are God, you good yeah. at <laughs> I was like, he, why are we back here? He comes in I like an Obi-Wan Force back. ghost and says, get it done. Get it, it done. Such a, like, it would have been a much fucking cooler movie if she just killed Namor on the beach. Well, yeah, like, it yeah, would. But, well, no, but, then like, her oh, mother, but you can't do that. Her mother, pops, her no, mother pops up like Mufasa and goes, show them who you are. I don't even, even know she was the one who wanted him dead. So, <laughs> that line was so infuriating. Like, we've been given the queen. Because she also was so angry exactly. and wanted him she dead. Wanted him she wanted him dead more than anybody. But then dead, she had some time to think about it. Yeah, went, well, nah, you know what? That probably wasn't a good idea. Force ghost your mom has learned the way of things. We, it, it's a bummer for me because like Shuri from the first movie was like a very happy character that like you know despite all right, all right. things can we stop fucking life. talking about Wakanda forever now yeah seriously Ethan. No. we're trying to get off the topic wow yeah this is my fault yeah 100% <laughs> okay, good as long as you it's on tape I know that we had two back. distinct things of disappointment this week but we're gonna have to focus on one of them well hey how about this I think I'll please you with this one uh, it's Will not you? a very high bar to clear but mm-hmm. um I guess I was more disappointed no 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 i'm less disappointed with black panther 2 than i am jormungand but that's because my expectations of black panther 2 were so low that like it just didn't do much for me which means that i actually like jormungand more than i like black panther 2 whatever so is that jormungand is fine i would watch more of it because it at least has something going for it its action scenes were fine like they weren't nauseating, they weren't like too annoying. Their guns are well modeled, I guess. What GW is trying to say is, if he wants an anime to come home to after a long day of work and turn mm-hmm. his brain off, he's gonna put on your. No, I, I didn't I turn my brain off. I did yeah, not. No, I mean Jay. I think Jay went on a ten minute rant, which proved he didn't turn his brain. Yeah, off, so I don't think I'm the one that. fighting for the themes of this <laughs> I, thing. I, if anybody <laughs> didn't turn their brain off, it's me. For ten minutes, and you think he turned his I brain off? I think you fought. It? I think you fought really hard for something that basically is just bones. So bones? yes, you looked at the bones and said, "Look, yeah, but I here's found the, thing, the themes know, are think, the bones." I think this is better than Odd Taxi and better than Bacchanal. Uh, oh, you think uh, it's better than Odd Taxi? It's not better than Odd Taxi. <laughs> that is crazy. No, it's probably not. I just but it's better than Bacchanal. Bacchanal is frustrating. It prob- we probably should have gone Bacchanal, Jormungand, and then watched Odd Taxi in the third week, but we didn't. Know. We should have just not um, watched Bacchanal. Yeah, I also no way. <laughs> See, I I, I, I will be on that. the record with this. Bacano uh, is so much of an easier watch. Like, well, it was a harder watch, but I had so much more fun like talking and reflecting on Bacano than Yormagund. Yeah, Yormagund to thing. me is number eleven. Here's the thing: in a couple of years, when I haven't watched Yormagund again, and maybe I go back and revisit it, I'll start to remember things about Yormagund. If you put Bacano on in front of me now, I just won't remember anything. Oh my exactly. god, I, I remember was, everything. Bakken nah, is the Kingdom Hearts of anime. This shit's no, incredible. It's, no, it's not. It is not the Kingdom Hearts. I Unless fucking hate Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. I do I, think I do Kingdom too. Hearts sucks. That's the reason why I like Bakken so much. I can't no, play no. Kingdom Hearts. What? what? Like what I, can't, I, it means I can't play Kingdom Hearts. Like it's so bad. I, I can't yeah, watch Bakken. Yeah. yeah. But I can I talk don't, about Bacchano. I don't I can talk about it. But I can talk about Bakken being stupid, and I can talk about Kingdom Hearts being stupid without having to fucking watch them. 
Yeah, right. But like, I would never bother watching Jormungand because it's so forgettable. I won't even remember any of the characters. I'm I'm gonna remember that shit. Well, I'm gonna remember Child Soldier murdering everybody. Yeah, I maybe laughing a little bit when they made that little girl walk through a minefield. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the that was funny. That was funny. Ten years later, I remembered these scenes, Ethan. In ten years, if someone puts Bakken on in front of me, I yeah, genuinely well, might think it's a new anime I haven't seen because I don't <laughs> care about. I'm any only of it. I'm only going to remember how stupid the plot is, but I'm going to have to rewatch it and re-remember it. They're going to be like, because I'm not going to know when it's coming. They're going to be like, oh right, this is the ship with the with the with the boat right, yeah, and the alchemist. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like, literally <laughs> can't remember Bakano because it's their job to make sure I don't remember Bakano. That's the, I, it, that's the problem. It's like a fever dream. I, I don't remember anything <laughs> in any particular order, and that's because the show isn't any in any particular yeah, fucking that's why order. It's so much fucking fun. It's I would easily fun. put Bach on a yeah, oh my god, I had so much fun. fun. You guys are cr- no, I mean, if no. anything, I guess this is just showing the differences between like what we're looking for out of I, bad anime. To me, Bakano is a season winner. Right, but here's the thing: we're not looking for bad anime. Yes, this is this is not crappy good. anime showdown. This is good anime so spotlight. On a, on a good anime list, Bakano is last, and this I, is above it. Yes, that's how that works. Yeah, no, yes. I'm putting. I will rate Jormungand a ten now. I don't think anything will be lower than it based on what we have left. But yes. you never know. You're outvoted. Um, but I'll put it above Bakano, and I will I never am put outvoted. it below. I will never in my entire fucking life put Bakano above anything. Yeah. I, maybe even not would, on this list. You would on put it list. above. Oh, on this would, list. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fair. okay, if we're playing by the rules of technically, I guess it is better than sure. It's number ten, but like yeah, if Bakano wasn't here, it would just be last. Yes, it, yes. If Bakano well, wasn't no, here, it would probably be last. No, because Ethan. You gotta watch it, Initial D. Don't forget. You gotta watch Initial D soon. That you're gonna be disappointed a little bit. Okay, well that means Jormungand might move up to nine, and that would make me happy. They're gonna feel very similar. Only. Only uh, Initial hope. D actually is old, and <laughs> not oh, from 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I fucking find out Initial D is from like 2009, I'm gonna flip. Wait, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna... oh no, God, that better not be from 2009. That'd be insane. No, it's gonna be like it 2001. So old. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see the old right one. Now. It might be earlier. It looks uh, old, dude. If that's before Twin Towers, I'm gonna eat my. Well, socks. the manga, the manga started in 1995, so yeah. That makes sense. Um, 98, let's go. Hell yeah. 98, okay, good. The world was still uh, young and innocent. But uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, nothing dial up. ever happened. Those were the days All of right, dial-up. So yeah. You couldn't even pirate that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the third week. Um, so we watched Jordan and Gun. Next week, we have uh, the 95 version of Ghost in the Shell. Is that the movie? That's that is we, the movie. Is the and movie. I swear oh, to fucking Christ, if we, don't have, yeah. we don't, if we can't fill out an hour and a half, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, Ghost in the Shell? Oh, we'll be fine. We'll be great. I've never seen it, so I'm sure I have. It's yeah, good. Actually, this, is, this is one of those things that I haven't seen, but it's been on my life. I've seen Ninja Scroll. I haven't seen Ghost in oh, the oh, Shell. Oh, no, so. here we go. I can already tell you what's going to happen. We're going to watch it, and we're going to be like, it was okay. And you're going to be like, oh, well, I mean, a lot of these things are kind of like played out. And then I'm going to have to constantly remind you that it came out in 1995, which means <laughs> yeah, right. it's the yeah. progenitor yeah. of all. You do, you do have to That's take fair. that take that into account because yeah you're right you can't hold it against being played out if it's what did it first you know this, yeah. this is copycatted so this is yeah, so I'm, copycatted you're gonna see a shot you're gonna see like multiple shots like people doing things and you'd be like oh i've seen this like a million times yeah it's like the yeah. akira it's, bike uh, yeah sliding. it's the, the uh, akira bike slide like there's gonna be several of those 
Like okay. so the that. one that you've seen, I know you've seen a million times. A uh, person on rooftop turns around and falls backwards over rooftop while the camera follows with them. hands like oh in a cross, God. like with yeah, the yeah, 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 like yeah, hands yeah, down yeah, at their yeah, sides, yeah, forty five yeah, degree yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah that's yes. this fucking movie invented that shot, and now you've seen it a million times. <laughs> okay, that oh, shot man. is not going to feel cool when you see it in this movie. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. Well, you know what? I'm gonna now that you reminded me that I'm gonna try to go into this with that mindset that this is yeah, the me first too. one to do it and try to put myself back in back in the time and try. You're to gonna see, see some bad '90s CG. You're gonna see a lot. <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of stuff right. like that. No, that's King's Landing. That's not. That's not Ghost in the Shell falling. Oh thing. yeah, wait, same thing. Wait a minute. He just falls face first. He yeah, that's wrong. Back. I think that's we wrong. need to go back. Um, he's just killing himself. Come on now, producer. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. just having yeah. a bad time. You know what? That That is a good, like, warning, though, Jay. Uh, and you're right. Like, it does matter when something is made. So, and, and also, also I want to address something. A lot, of city, a lot of cityscapes. A lot of, like, it's also, like, it's 95. So everything that you see that looks good cost five times as much and took ten times the effort in artistry. Yeah. Uh, also, real quick, before I do drop it, I, I want to address, you were totally right earlier about um, how anime basically isn't even the same medium since the time of uh, Yomagund. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like, y- it is totally a fish out of water by comparison to what we are got, uh, what we get like all the time now. Oh, yeah. Um, and for what it is worth, I would trade Yormungand over like the average anime of nowadays any day of the week. I just, unlike you, would choose to still not watch it. But it is still much better than everything we get nowadays. It's like not even comparison, mm-hmm. not even a comparison. All right. But um, yeah. So I guess uh, you convinced me on that at least. Oh Maybe no, I, I don't think that would have needed much convincing. I mean, it, you watched this. It, we all agreed it felt old. I mean, that's yeah. what that yeah, means. Definitely. And, and mm-hmm. a old lot and of times, better. a lot of times, modern anime or at least modern anime production things and uh, tropes and stuff like they just feel bad. They feel much worse. Uh, and it's not because of any like artistry or anything. It's really just because back in the day you needed somebody uh, who was more important in charge of your storyboard. And now that shit's all offloaded to some fucking light novel nobody reads. And it's like, oh, God. They, they've made the process of making these trash animes so efficient that you almost can't even blame them because it's like it's like taking candy from a fucking baby. Like, why yeah. would you not do it? <laughs> I don't think that's how that yeah. saying's supposed to go, but there you yeah, go. No, that's, that's one, one right there. <laughs> it's like they came from a baby. How can you not do it? No, no, Jay. That's, that's, Jay's, a, that's Jay's a fucking quote. Guns, that like, shit goes on morality. a t-shirt. <laughs> Why would you not do it? Why could you not do it? <laughs> it's like taking candy from a baby. Why would you not do it? No, no, it's no. So, I mean, like that I is the point. It. It's so easy, but like, yeah, that's um. <laughs> That's something right there. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, well, and next week we take candy from a baby because yeah, next week know, we take candy from a baby. Oh, this is great. Oh my god. All right. Um, yeah. So next week, Ghost in the Shell '95 <laughs> movie version, and uh, we look forward Man, to watching that and hope this list keeps getting better. Um, but I'm just surprised Jay uh, thought that Initial D should go after Ghost in the Shell. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I, yeah, we're gonna regret that. <laughs> but that was I'm gonna t- tell you that right wanna, now. We're gonna I regret give that. Him, I want to give our producer faith. You know, I, I you know, but it's no, also it, just it's, another it's about, one I need to cross off my list. It's it's for, it's okay. Half of this list is classics we haven't watched but want to. And you know we're always going to come up with some of those. I I I really 
Well, no, I've pretty much seen the last of these. Also, who put King of the Hill as number 12? That's not allowed. <laughs> King of the Hill That's is... really long. No, we're yeah, really good, me, me and my wife are rewatching that right now. It's, um, oh, it's so good. It's so funny and so sad at the same time to see people having episodes about, like, being concerned about people teaching sex in school. And you're like, oh, my God, this is like a 15-year-old show. Yeah. Oh, no. Turns out out it was five years ago. (laughs) Goddamn, like, nut job, like, conservative picks from Texas have been complaining about this dog shit for 12 years. And here's a show just deadpan roasting it. And I'm like, oh, no. It's it's been that long, hasn't it? My entire life, people have been complaining about this inane dog shit. Great. He makes a fucking... In the episode one, they make a goddamn uh, global warming joke. I was like, "Oh no!" Oh bummer! <laughs> Jesus no, Christ! There's so many, there's so many one-liners in that show that make me really happy that nobody else thinks is funny. Like uh, just Hank going, "Hey, listen, we don't have enough band saws," and all the kids are like, "Oh," he's like, "But we got enough circular sanders for everyone!" Hooray! <laughs> it's just, just one-offs like that. That uh, that but see, that's fun to watch because I feel like people nowadays might watch family guy and then watch king of the hill and think king of the hill is like oh this is just like you know it's like oh this is i've seen this a thousand times before it's like no no no. king of the hill started it all and did it really well and did it you know smart and then everyone else just copied well yeah and obviously simpsons but everyone else just kind of copied and then decided to take out what was good about those shows and just have fart jokes i guess so yeah <laughs> um, all right. Well, next next week, Ghost in the Shell '95. This was a blast, um, and we're just gonna keep getting better. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. Bye. Oh, bye.